Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live. From the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loans, Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. When I tweeted this as a tease, oh, there was hot reaction. So I don't know how I'm going to... I don't know how people are going to take this, but I'm going to say it. To be honest with you, I might have been scared out of it, but I'm going to say it anyway. What the hell? That in just a moment. I want to thank Chris Trapasso for coming on. Does say that he would, uh, he'd put Josh Rosen at the top of his draft board right now. Over Haskins, Murray, Jones, Locke, Will Greer, Stidham, the whole group. He'd put him numero uno. Just a, a, just a little bit of something to think about. Just because he couldn't play in Steve Wilkes' one-year system, just because he couldn't play on a bad football team, I get it. Just because all that's there doesn't mean he can't play the position. But I got to tell any one of those fans out there, hey, we're, we're five days away from the draft, and I could certainly sit here and say, yeah, he makes sense for New England, Miami, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Denver, and the Giants. I think he makes sense for all those teams. I have no problem with you as a fan because you're the general managers. You never get fired. You're the guys out there who say, hey, I, I want my t- myself a primetime quarterback. And the reason behind it is because you, you want something to brag about at some point. I've been wanting something to brag about for my favorite team for 20 years. And they don't just fall off of trees, but you got to give yourself the best shot for it. So you know you're not getting fired. Why not wait? It's not your ass that's on the line. And if those guys, if their asses are on the line, well, they're on the line because of the mistakes that they made. Like, I'll get into the Dave Gettleman thing. If Dave Gettleman takes a quarterback this year, what's it all for? What's it all about? Why are you making Saquon Barkley answer questions? I'll bring Tom in on something. Tom runs a great site, tdscouting.com. Can I tell you about a hot take I made one time that, that I still get hell over to this day from the guys on my show during the week? Please. You ready for this? We were asked a question. Bull brought me in on this. Now, stick with me, okay? You got to hear me out first. Because Bull even screamed at me once and made me call into his afternoon show to yell at him or for him to yell at me. I was asked a question, who would I rather have, Deshaun Kaiser or Kirk Cousins? Now, I think Kirk Cousins is fine enough, but I don't think he's going to do anything for you to get you over the hump. I don't think he's one of those primetime guys. I don't think that – I think that he's more the Ryan Tannehill, Andy Dalton, one of those guys. Wait, when was this question asked? Last year. So I said Deshaun Kaiser. There's a reason. There's a reason. Deshaun Kaiser is a second-round pick. He only cost me so much. He didn't cost $87 million over three years. I'm not forced to start Deshaun Kaiser if I want to. Now, the Browns did. 
and they made a mistake doing so because just because he's the best quarterback on the roster, most naturally talented quarterback on the roster, and he was, which wasn't saying much to that roster, but because he's just the best naturally gifted quarterback on the roster, doesn't mean he's ready to start playing in the NFL. And he wasn't ready to start playing in the NFL. But I still pointed out, if he takes to it like a duck off water, on water, and he ends up being good, and he's a rookie, and he gives me a better shot than I have my guy. I can go and I can spend for Kirk Cousins, but what was the biggest argument about spending for Kirk Cousins? Is he going to be the guy to get you over the hump? Minnesota didn't make the playoffs this last year. So which one would you rather have? A young quarterback who more than likely won't give you a shot, but could give you a shot over a guy that, yeah, probably won't give you a shot, maybe, maybe won't, but certainly cost you $87 million. Do you get my point there, Tom? I do. Thank you. Some people didn't take it that way, which is fine, because it's not Deshaun Kaiser or Kirk Cousins. It's Deshaun Kaiser and very little money and a possibility of the future at Kirk Cousins where a lot's been figured out, and he's not the worst quarterback in the NFL. But what, which would you rather be? The Browns went out and sucked up the room. They got Baker Mayfield. It looks like the future's bright. Minnesota right now, if they don't make the playoffs, that'll be two years in a row. They're not going to be the worst team in the foot, worst team in the NFL. They're going to be stuck in a weird purgatory. It's a great quarterback class coming out. It probably won't be too great the year after. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know how these things always shake out. But it probably won't be too great the year after and maybe even the year after that. By that time, Kirk Cousins is gone. Maybe it gets Mike Zimmer fired over that time. Maybe Rick Spielman finally goes. There's a lot of things that have to happen. And you're just dragging out the process. So that's what Miami's trying to do. That's what a lot of teams are trying to do. It's not perfect. If John Dorsey would have drafted Josh Allen, I can imagine what would happen. But it does give you the best shot. So, Tom, you can see the reasoning in that. I do. And I like Kaiser. I mean, you know, you just touted very generously my site, and now I'm highlighting one of the worst misses I've I've ever had. Um, Fabulous site. But I gave Kaiser and Mahomes roughly the same early second-round grade coming out. Because uh, I thought they both had a similar, they had both had similar physical abilities and go. needed time. They were not ready to play right away. The Chiefs took that seriously, and the Browns were coached by Hugh Jackson. So we're, we're never gonna know. <laughs> we're never gonna know what Deshaun Kaiser's potential really was. But there I liked go. him. That's true. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Get back to the quarterbacks here in a moment, but I still got to mention a quarterback because. I, I Again, I put it out there as a tease. Some people got worked into a shoot over it, so I'm a little bit nervous. I know that Russell Westbrook had a great game last night. I know he had one really great game last night. And he still puts up a ton of points, and he puts up a ton of stats. I, I got it. And let me apologize for being an apologist, which is about as weird as you can say it. I am a Russell Westbrook apologist. If you know anything about the show, yeah, we make several references to where I'm from, and we also make several references that, yes, I've been blinded towards Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, I should say, and his play over his over his career. I love Russell Westbrook. I love that he's a jerk to fans. I love how much of a competitor he is. I wish I didn't have to say what I need to say about Russell Westbrook. Because when I see Russell Westbrook, if they lose this series to the Portland Trailblazers, Right now, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at you, you're a one-time MVP, you're the Matt Stafford of the NBA. This is what's on the line. Last year, unceremoniously kicked out. Year before, disappointment, year before, disappointment, and I know you got an MVP. They gave you an MVP on a 44-win team because we don't like 
Kevin Durant. We like Russell Westbrook. Well, at least we want to like Russell Westbrook. It's just a question of whether or not Russell Westbrook will let us like him. But a lot of us like him. And people, when I said that, Ken, how dare you? Matt Stafford sucks. How dare you even put that in the same breath? This is an embarrassing take by you. Hold on. Hold on. In the NBA, they play series. In the NFL, they play one game per week through the playoffs. Russell Westbrook has a series. Russell Westbrook can do a lot of things during a series to get himself geared up to get his team going. They immediately go out there down 2-0 in that series to Portland. Portland has a lot of different pieces that maybe Oklahoma City doesn't, and maybe it's a little bit of a different look that they have to get over. Russell Westbrook, though, is an MVP. When you're an MVP, you're expected to lead and take a team to a different level. If you continue to put stats out there, the 2020-20 game, maybe even the 5 by 5 box scores, whatever Russell Westbrook is able to do is great. Great when it looks on paper. But then I have to ask you, where's the hardware? And immediately I start to think about different guys across the, across the scope of sports that start to change my perception of it. Because while I love Russell Westbrook, and I love his game, and I am a fan of his, and I think Oklahoma City's a good fan base, even though I'm not a fan of their owner, they're a good fan base that loves Russell. You lose like this again, and you're in danger of it still, even though the game he had last night. There's nothing more I can say on your behalf. Look at Matt Stafford's stats. Matt Stafford, who, by the way, is 0 for in the postseason. Zero wins. Has been to the postseason a few times. Matt Stafford's current stats. Current yardage, 38-5-26. If I extrapolate that out and put it over the next eight years, at 30-31 years old now, and I take away his two biggest seasons, he still has 67,047 yards. That's fifth all time. Current touchdowns, 237. If I put that out over the next eight years, take away the two biggest years, it puts him at 401. That right now would put him sixth all time. He'd probably be seventh or a little bit later because you still have active quarterbacks that are working against that. Guys like Ben Roethlisberger who might have one or two more years, maybe three more years, other guys like that. When it comes to playoffs, there's zero playoff wins. Yes, I know where Russell Westbrook has been. And I know that Russell Westbrook has been to an NBA Finals and has been to a Western Conference Finals. But when you look at the two sports, where one in the NFL, it's hard to make it into the postseason in the NFL. There's teams that go 10-6, and six, they don't make it into the NFL. There's teams that go 8-8 eight and eight and somehow they're able to find their way in. It's hard. There's math that's involved. It's not a long season. Short amounts of season, short games, short amounts of games mean a problem to you trying to get into the postseason if you're a bubble team. The NBA have 82 games. You look at the Western Conference, there's three big-time contenders. You're a three-seed. Uh, you're a six-seed, by the way, going up against three. When you have those type of teams, you have a better chance to get into the postseason. If eight teams on each side. We always complain about the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I know he's in the West. We always complain about the Eastern Conference where you got teams that are sometimes are under 500 that get in. You have a Western Conference where teams are just over 500 can still get in. If you're an MVP, it shouldn't be that hard to get your team to the postseason. That's why we've been so critical of LeBron. He's a multiple-time MVP. He's the player of the generation. When he moves and goes to a different team and they don't get in the postseason... It's a big deal. So because it's easier, you should be able to get into the postseason. When you put up triple doubles, 
and I hear about the league where the pace is changing, where it's easier than ever, and because it's inflated, and I see guys who don't have the stats that you have, but they're able to lead their teams further into the postseason, I cannot help but start to see the truth instead of making excuses. Just like when Matt Stafford becomes the third highest paid quarterback per contract in the NFL going into last year, like he was, and I don't mean to beat up on Matt Stafford. I know he's going on going through some stuff right now. But I can't help but look at the stats and go, something's missing here. And what's missing is hardware. What's missing is deep runs. We want to like you. And I understand. You're not the Golden State Warriors. You're not Milwaukee. And you're not Giannis. And Giannis will probably be at a different level. These guys will probably end up being at a different scope. But if I look at you for where you're at and where you're supposed to be, you're an MVP caliber player. You shouldn't be down 2-1. You shouldn't be disappointing in the postseason. You should be pushing it on even further. I I know Kevin Durant, and I hate making this comparison, but I got to. I know Kevin Durant is prickly with the media, and I know that we don't like him. But he's a two-time finals MVP, and he put that team over the top. I think that they forget how important he is to that team. I think he forgets how important he is to that team. But I don't really need to make excuses for Kevin Durant. Everywhere I go around, I have to make an excuse for Russell Westbrook. Why? Because I like him because he's not Kevin Durant and he stayed in Oklahoma City. That's not a reason. A legitimate one anyway. When I put stats versus stats, I see a guy who, by statistics, is a Hall of Famer. If I try to tell you that Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer, you will laugh and laugh and laugh. But by statistics, that's what it says. No, Matt Stafford's never been an MVP, probably never will be an MVP. Russell Westbrook has been an MVP. We also voted Steph Curry unanimously an MVP. We ask how much that matters anymore. How hard is it to get to the postseason? How hard is it to stack those stats? How hard is it to push in the postseason? Because you can make the postseason, but when we get to that level and we see who's real and who's not, I'm sorry, it's been fraudulent. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up next, bring in some Tom, bring in some TD scouting, figure out who's going to be the best quarterback in this draft, what your team should do at the very tippy top of the draft, and also Dave Gettleman failed in more ways than we could ever imagine. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. I'm not going to force a pick. You can't draft for need. You'll get screwed every time. You make, you'll make a mistake. If you put a lot of pressure on it, you're going to make a mistake. So if you're asking me how urgent do I feel that we need to do this, I'm not going to put a level on that. I'm not. It's a good quarterback class. Yeah. Thick. What's that? Thick. Uh, yeah, kind of. Like my head. Better than last year? What's that? Better than last year? I'm not going there. Come on now. He sounds like Tom... Not our Tom, but Tom from Office Space talking to the Bobs when he's about to get fired. <laughs> Listen to him in that second part. Listen to him with that. I'm not going to tell you it's a better quote. What do you mean? I pick people. What the hell is wrong with you people? Just answer the Just give me the, the same non-answer every general manager does in the press conference before the draft, and we'll all move on, Dave. Yeah, I know. You traded away Odell Beckham Jr. and you said it was for football reasons and you paid Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. Oh, okay. Well, all right. 
You're the same guy who tra- who took Saquon Barkley last year, and yeah, became the rookie of the year, and nobody cares because your quarterback's over the hill. And yeah, I know because he's in his late 30s and he's not as old as Tom freaking Brady, who's the all-time leg- living legend. Yeah, I know Tom e- Eli beat Tom twice, but it was the all-time living legend. I understand you might think that way. It's just it's not the truth anymore. And if you really feel, I'll give Dave Gettleman this because if I listen to him, because everybody's loving to beat up on Dave Gettleman right now because he traded away OBJ. We'll see what happens with OBJ and the Browns. I don't want to say it's all crazy yet, my God. Everybody wants to beat up Dave Gettleman for not taking a quarterback, which, good God, we begged him before the draft to take a quarterback last year, and he didn't do it. They took Saquon Barkley, and I'm thinking there's no other Saquon Barkleys. He's a special, special running back. He'll end up being Barry Sanders. I didn't mean into the terms of literally Barry Sanders where you have to run your team to the playoffs and your team can't make the playoffs without you. And then every other thing you do is just a waste. I didn't mean it like that. But obviously that's how I have to take it. But when you're telling me about Eli Manning and you're still paying the freight on Eli Manning after you make these decisions, I just ask you why. Why do you intend to do this? I get the offensive line sucks, partially your fault. I get that there were problems with that, partially your fault. I get that Eli might be better than some of those other quarterbacks from this draft class. Fine. Maybe he'll end up taking Dwayne Haskins. Maybe this is all a ruse. Who knows? It is the it, it is the week before the draft. It is that press conference. Maybe I'm working myself into a shoot here. But when I hear Dave Gettleman telling me more about Eli Manning, like, I get it. It, We're not at his retirement ceremony. We're not retiring his jersey. We're talking about getting ready for a football season here. You're giving me more Eli Manning? When my wife, I had to have my wife, I went to a celebrity softball game. This was Joe Hayden's about four years ago. And I was in the home run derby. Did not hit a home run. By the way, Colin Kaepernick hit moonshots that day. Should Colin Kaepernick play baseball? 855-2124. Never mind. But I stood up there and there were pictures taken. And obviously there were fat jokes made. But there was also, Ken, you're wearing cargo shorts? What are you doing wearing cargo shorts? You can't wear cargo shorts anymore. And my wife had to tell me, yeah, you know, we got to get rid of these cargo shorts, Ken. You got to get the regular shorts now. You got to get the ones that... Maybe a pleat here or there, but 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 are basically just the straight-on shorts. No cargo shorts anymore. I'm sorry. And that sucked. I liked cargo shorts then. I still like cargo shorts. That's what Dave Gettleman's doing in the NFL. Eli Manning's cargo shorts. And it sucks to admit that, yeah, he's out of style and it's, and it's time to go. But you got to get something new. You got to get with the times. And I'll always miss Eli Manning, and we always had great times. I was able to stuff so many combos, pizzeria pretzels into my cargo shorts at one point. And Eli Manning won two Super Bowls eight and 12 years ago. Those were great times. And I'll always be, I will always remember them. And someday, maybe cargo shorts will come back. Someday, Eli Manning will have his jersey retired. Maybe. Maybe he'll go to the Hall of Fame. We can always have that. But it's time to move on into the future. And what he's saying is true, but what the media is trying to say to Dave Gettleman when he's answering, yeah, you can't force a pick. You don't force a pick because of need. You're in trouble. Exactly. But when it was a much better class last year and you could have gotten Sam Darnold at number two overall, a little bit of trouble there. Because the Jets look like they're going to be set. Sam Darnold had a nice end of the season. Should be okay for the future. He's a young, young, young quarterback. But when you have those opportunities presented to you, 
and then all of a sudden you're in the sling because of it, we have to ask more questions of you. And the sad part about it is Dave Gettleman messed that up, and he's messing up in more ways than one because Saquon Barkley is one of the three best running backs in the entire league. All around, he's incredible. The moves that he makes, the how he can juke people out of his shoes, he is a preeminent player in this league already. And then Saquon Barkley has to answer questions like this. Hit it. Not being cocky of any way, but if a rookie of the year doesn't sway that mindset, then I don't know what will. So um, my mindset is continue to prove to the people in this locker room and in this this building uh, that they got the right guy. And I'm not only I'm saying right guy because, yes, I can go out there and break an 80-yard touchdown and hurt a little guy. Yes, there's a lot of people in the league that can do that. But it's a guy who's going to buy in and get other people to buy in and take that leadership role. And I think that I've been able to show that so far, and I believe that I could take that to a whole nother level also. Such a damn shame. One of the best running backs in the league. Tom, if you were going to rank running backs, where's Saquon finish? I, I think he's a top three back. He might be number one. Now that By this Gurley, year, he might be number one. Now that Gurley has like a degenerative knee issue, Kamara yeah. took a step back. Uh, I like Zeke. I don't think he's as good as Barkley. I think Barkley's going to be the best running back on the planet Earth this year. Yeah, I and think what he's he, one of the best yeah. leaders of all the non-quarterbacks in the league, and I think he's a better leader than Sam Darnold. I mean, I would look at him right now. Zeke is up there. You, What you just mentioned about Todd Gurley is true. Uh, I, I think he'll be number one. I think Saquon will be number one. And if you're not in the playoffs, you're wasting his time. You're wasting his reps. So what are you going to do? You're going to wait another year? Which you, which you could. You could get Justin Herbert, which I, and, and Tom and I talked about this before the show this week. I, I felt that Dave Gettleman, I thought Tom was right. Dave Gettleman loves Justin Herbert. And I think he would have taken him as high as he possibly could this year. But he's not coming out in the draft. So you could have taken Tua, you could have taken Herbert, you could take from from next year, you could take a lot of different guys. But what are you doing for this year going ready for this season? And you keep continuously trot out Eli Manning. You're not going to the playoffs this year. You're not going to the Super Bowl this year. So what's the point of bringing him out? Like if I start Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is expected to go to the postseason and make a run in the playoffs. The same thing with Brent Roethlisberger. That's why both of these seasons were such disasters in 2018 for both of those quarterbacks. Because as you get older, you keep these guys around for one more run. Peyton Manning didn't just play for his health. He was trying to win a Super Bowl his final year. Tom Brady isn't playing just to play. He's playing to put a very dark period at the end of it, saying that he is the very best to ever play the game, no exceptions. What is Eli Manning playing for? $17 million more bucks? You having an old-timers game at MetLife? It, it is nonsensical. And now your running back, who, who is a legitimate great running back, is answering questions that he really shouldn't have to answer because you couldn't get your head out of the sand about quarterbacks. So we'll waste another year of Saquon Barkley's great talent and great prime. And then what well, the best thing is, he'll be in year three and we'll put him around a rookie. Okay. Wonderful. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. What do you think your team should do? Final segment coming up and also the death of the regular season. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. Toll-free lines brought to you by Geico. There's a quick way you can save some money. You switch to Geico. You go to geico.com. 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Tom D. Benedetto, the owner 
the proprietor of TD Scouting. Who? How do you got your quarterbacks looking in this draft? Go ahead. Just like that, huh? Um, yeah, Tom. I'm a big Kyler Murray guy. I was all year. Uh, you really are, huh? I started off saying that he was a first-round player when people were still trying to say uh, he was a third-round player, that he can't play football. If you go back to tweets, I mean, this guy has an incredible amount of talent. Mm. He can make every throw on the field. His ability to scramble and make plays with his legs is just stunning. Even going back and looking at, like, Mike Vick in college, it's that good. Um, but he has an unprecedented height issue. I mean, he's he's a tiny quarterback. He's kind of a narrow quarterback, too. So if you think of the way Drew Brees developed, where he has to basically stand on his tippy toes and you know point his face in the air to see over the line, and that's how he developed his posture as a thrower, and almost everything Brees has done over his career has been to overcome his height, it's going to be a similar situation for Murray. But on talent you're not going to find anybody more talented in this class. So he's my number one guy. I got a first-round grade on him. I really also like Dwayne Haskins. I think the issue with Haskins is experience and what they asked him to do at Ohio State. They didn't ask him to tack over the top a lot with a ton of high-level NFL throws, and when they did, he missed missed them from time to time. He yeah. also didn't deal with a lot of pressure. He got great offensive line protection. Pressure was almost never uh, in the equation when you're watching Haskins. Um, and he had a weird slump in the middle of the season that, you know, the, the competition, it, it's good Big Ten defenses, but it wasn't like there was an obvious reason why he <laughs> slumped. Um, so I would say that he is a mid to late first round type player. Ooh. I would be concerned using a top 10 pick on Haskins. If you if he falls to you in the teens, though, and you're a team like I know the Redskins are not necessarily associated with him, which is why I'm using them as an example. If you're a team picking 15, 16 and you need a quarterback and he falls to you, I don't think it's a bad choice at all. I still think he's be- I still think he's the best. A lot I of like people the size. Do. A lot I of like Bucky the size. Brooks is out here this morning banging the drum for him, saying that he does everything yeah. a star NFL quarterback does. I, I don't think agree he's with got that, the. Though. Well, I, I'm sorry, but I think he's he's take. I'm not going to blame him because he has he has great weapons. I don't think that that's a problem. There's not. maybe Although a little his bit wide of ex- receiving core was absolutely amazing on this team. Well, you know, there was still one of the questions because when you got two offensive coordinators, you really have none. We've done this with quarterbacks before, and that's the way Ohio State liked to use them. Right. But with 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 what Haskins has brought to the table, I know he's not a runner. And some people no, think, well, you know, if you've got a 6'2 size, because it's not like he's the biggest person in the world, 6'2", 6'3". Uh, if he's 6'3", fine. I, I don't really make a big, big, big deal about the size. I like he's got a little bit of pudding, which is okay over the belt. You need a guy who can take a little bit of the hit. So I'm okay with that. I like his arm. I think that he's got a great arm. I think that his accuracy will be there. I think that will be better off with, with the attempts that he's had. He had how many? over 150 more attempts. He only had one more interception. That's an accurate thrower. He's That's a really accurate, accurate thrower. He's definitely accurate. So, he definitely operates well on timing plays. So and what's in a West the problem? Coast system. The problem is that, he, so he wasn't asked to make a lot of pro level read type plays, multiple That's progression true. reads, That's which true. which I did still spot and pull some out. If you go and search around, there's a uh, I have th- a throw portfolio up on tdscouting.com that is basically what I think the most important throws of Haskins' season for pro evaluation. And I did find some plays where he did a good job working progressions. They just really didn't ask him to do that a lot. And, again, they really didn't ask him to attack over the top of the defense with your NFL style. I call it creative accuracy. People call him anticipation throws. Create. The, whoa, the, whoa, wait a minute. Back it up, back yeah. it up, back it up. Yeah. Creative accuracy. That's my term, creative Where accuracy. did you get that from? Where did you up. think of that? That's how my did, term. I mean, how, how, where, when did it come to you? Because – when a quarterback really impresses me as an NFL prospect in college, it's when he makes throws that basically the ball flight, I 
couldn't have drawn it into the play beforehand. He saw a ball flight and a throw that was the correct play that you wouldn't see unless you were special. Those are the kind of plays that are, for example, what made me fall in love with Sam Darnold a year ago. They're all over his USC tape where he just completes throws that he had no right completing. Players weren't open. He's throwing 45-yard completions over the shoulder to a guy who was covered, but he just picked out the right spot and saw the perfect throw. Haskins is just comes up short with those. I'm not saying he can't develop to that type of player. He hasn't started that many games in his career. Um, we just don't know yet. I think that's what high first round value is. His talent level, I mean, he's just a, sh- a tad under 6'4". He's got a big, strong body. Um, I think he could potentially be an athletic player in the pocket. He's never going to be a scrambler or a runner. But I think he could be an athletic kind of tough player to bring down. There, uh, And he's got a strong arm. There are areas for growth, but he just hasn't demonstrated enough yet for me to say the number six pick is a slam dunk. What about this 30-yarder that you have here to, to – uh... Against TCU here. What, 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 what about this one? Now? I mean, yeah, I'm, not saying he didn't, I'm not saying he didn't complete any of them. I'm just saying in comparison to super high-level players. It's a, it's a tad bit accuracy. And I'm a, I'm a pretty harsh grader. So if I'm giving you a first-round grade, I think that, that what I'm saying that that means is that you can basically start right away or pretty quickly within a season. Um, so you are a starter-level player who is also ready to play. Who's the guy you'd stay away from? First-round first round guys you'd stay away from. The guy I would stay away from just in general is Drew Locke. I think it's fool's gold. He looks the part of your franchise quarterback. And when and I have a throw portfolio of him as well on the site. Mm. And you can see example after example of him bombing the ball downfield, um, not necessarily with creative accuracy, but just making deep downfield throws that look gorgeous, that look like a franchise NFL player. But it's all the yeah. refinement. Um, it's the accuracy, ball placement. It's how he operates inside of 15 yards. He doesn't have that comfortable, those comfortable mechanics. It doesn't look like an NFL player when he's operating inside of 15 yards. It's only when he can really let it fly, and it's yeah. gorgeous. That's the only time he really looks like a first-round player. He didn't complete 60% for his career in college, which is always a big red flag, and I just think he didn't come through for them um, when they needed him most on some big plays in terms of winning plays in the fourth quarter. And also, finally, last thing, he makes some inc- – and I have examples of them up. He makes some remarkable, boneheaded, disaster plays. And it's the kind of thing that makes you lose your job as an NFL player. I think I think you're right about him. There's a guy who I'm afraid uh, – I, I, naturally, I don't like him because I think people are making a big deal about him because of who his coach is. But if I watch like I, like I thought I watched, I think he can be pretty damn accurate down the field – Daniel Jones intrigues me. Me too. This kid from Duke, I mean, he just intrigues me here because I watched him earlier this year. I watched him as many times as as you could, and there's part of where I go, okay, is is what I'm seeing good because he throws a good big ball, and he can throw some guys open, which is half the battle. And if he can throw those guys open, that makes something say something to me. However, I do. I can't help it. And, Tom, you're going to call this stupid. It makes me nervous because David Cutcliffe is a good football coach and he's a good quarterback coach, but I think people just want to say, well, it's David Cutcliffe. It's David Cutcliffe because he coached the Mannings. Of course. And so and and when you watch him, like you see him drop back and you see him like bounce around a little bit and stand there, like the way his body moves, his knees even move. I'm serious. It does look like a Manning. Like he looks like a he moves like a Manning would move in the pocket. I Does totally that make sense? Agree. I just Thank commented you. on like that he's on been Twitter taught this yeah, morning before yeah, the show. Yeah, he's actually. he. he I, I'm sorry, I didn't even look at it. He yeah. he moves like that is David Cutcliffe coaching. That's David Cutcliffe quarterback. Balls of the feet, bop, 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 bop. You know that type of thing. 
And so that tells you something of, okay, you can respond to that type of coaching. And I like how the back foot picks up after the throw. It's very good at that. So he's not like, it's not throwing on the, on the, on the heels of his feet. He's moving forward with it. The body is thrown and he throws, a, I mean, with some of these, some of the bombs that he throws. I don't know. If, you have on, do you have them on your website? I do. I have a Daniel Jones throw portfolio okay. as well. Some of the bombs that he throws, Gorgeous. I, these are ass-kicking throws, man. And he can throw it and he can put it on a guy where he needs to have it put on him. And I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of things I like about this kid. There's just that fear of it. Like, I don't want to just like him just because of who his coach is. I That's don't all. even care about Cutcliffe. And I agree with you that there are some manning mannerisms in there which come from Cutcliffe, and that's fine. I don't care about that. He's my number three quarterback in this class. I've been on the fence for Woo! weeks now about Woo! whether he gets a first-round grade or not. In fact, I came on Twitter like two weeks ago and declared – I did another deep dive on him about two weeks ago, and I was making that throw portfolio. Uh, it was probably the third time I watched his season through again this year. And it hit me – that this is a first round player, and that's what happens. If he was every- throwing, yep. if he were throwing to Ohio State wide receivers, what would his numbers look like? Literally, my next thought is that okay, if he sorry. had if he had developed at Ohio State, he would be the number one pick in the draft. The thing is, he didn't. He had a terrible receiving core, and people want to say he didn't throw sixty percent this year. Dude, He's well, got Duke watch, kids are smart. Kids. Watch, yeah, watch these games. They, they could not catch the ball. He made some incredible throws. He's capable of every throw on the field. He's smart. His mechanics are good. He's way more athletic than you think. In fact, he can run down the yard sixty. Uh, you know, 60 yards down the field for for a long touchdown, that type of runner. Um, he's just short of a first-round player in the end for me because he just has too far to go. We live in an era where you have to be ready to play or you lose your chance, and mm-hmm. it's wrong. It's not the way to approach quararbacking. You're not going to get the best results. We've been talking about Deshaun Kaiser today. Uh, it's a perfect example of I think somebody when you're ready, career, you're ready. Yep. Yes, whose career was wasted because of timing. And unfortunately, Daniel Jones needs to be handled a very specific way, and that makes him not a first-round pick, but he's going to be my highest-graded second-round quarterback, and I would way rather have him than Drew Locke. This is good stuff. Tom D. Benedetto, TD Scouting, check that out. i got to check out what you have on, on Daniel Jones because he, he is the most intriguing to me. I thought he threw a little bit of poop in the, in the bowl game too, and I don't want to just – you mentioned the bowl game, people automatically tune out to that. But there were some games. games well, yes and no, because it, it's a way you can show off to the regular fan. But I think I think sometimes the regular fan also overhypes bowl game performance. That's fair, but it's also your final evaluation point, which is that's true. I, I try not to ever overlook it. But that yeah, I mean, true. Daniel Jones put together some freaking great tape. I think There's he's, no doubt about yeah. it. He has starter talent. It's just again a question of him coming into a, a totally different system with much better teammates and getting it on the same level that he got it in college. That's, yeah. that's asking a lot. And immediately people go, well, Adam Thielen didn't go to a big school. Can't. That's not what I'm saying. The, the reason why Adam Thielen is a big name is because he didn't come out of a big school. So he becomes that much more of a great story. And he is a very good wide receiver. But for the most part, yeah, when you got bookworms playing wide receiver for you, you're going to get bookworm results, meaning, yeah, they can take a test and they can get it right about, about John Hancock, but I don't know if they're going to be able to catch a bomb. And so if he's thrown to that, I have to I have to put that into into consideration because it's not like Duke's an ACC football powerhouse, my God. I think we might be seeing, to leave you guys today, I think we might be seeing the death of the regular season. Pay attention to this because earlier this week there was an argument about the Warriors, and they did. They gave up 80-something points, 82 points in the second half. It was ridiculous. We made a big deal about the Warriors, and I thought part of it was, and I ended up, I think I'm right, I hope I'm right, because they did bounce back in game three. But I thought a lot of this was 
you think that they're crumbling, I think it's because we need reasons to react. And I think it was that way. But I also believe that we might be seeing the death of the regular season. They're a 57-win team. There's been some infighting. There's been some bruised egos. It's going to happen over the course of four years. You become successful. It becomes the great thing. People either start to look for their next payday or they start to look for their next challenge. It's only natural. That's what makes the great, great dynasties of the past, and they are one of them, that much more special. But when I look at what the Warriors have done and I look at other teams during the regular season, maybe the Warriors are taking a book out of the Cleveland Cavaliers or taking a page out of the Cleveland Cavaliers book over the four years that they had LeBron, where the regular season was a tune-up where you needed to get ready. Because what I learned from them is the same thing I learned from the Tampa Bay Lightning over this last week and the same thing that we learned back in 1995 and 1996 with the Detroit Red Wings. 62 wins each, one bounced in the Western Conference Finals, the other one bounced in the first round against the Columbus Blue Jackets. You add that in to the 2007 New England Patriots, the 01 Seattle Mariners, the 15-16 Golden State Warriors, and throw it in college basketball, the 2014-15 Kentucky Wildcats, one of the greatest teams to ever be assembled that didn't win a championship and didn't go to one because they had one bad night. From what we see of the regular season, we see this. More teams are experimenting. There's more 100-loss baseball teams than we've ever had during the regular season over the last three years. There's been more 100-win seasons or that we've ever seen over the last three years in Major League Baseball. More teams are experimenting. More teams are trying to play their young guys early. More teams are actively tanking and being honest about it than we've ever seen before. So when I see a dip of 5% or 10% here and there, I think it's natural in the ratings with the regular season. The leagues are telling us the regular season doesn't matter anymore. It's all about the postseason because that's really what it's ever been about. Big thanks to Darwin Zook, Greg Caserta, Dave Shep, Billy Jack. I'm back next Saturday. Have a wonderful week, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.